Entrepreneur on Fire 944. People do not care what you know until they first know that you care. Inspiration defines EO Fire. Launching your podcast in 15 days defines freepodcastcourse.com. Ignite. Don't waste another minute of your time searching for website resources. HostGator offers site hosting and design and marketing services. Visit HostGator.com slash fire and the number 30 for a 30% discount today. Try ZipRecruiter and get your perfect candidate before someone else sweeps them off their feet. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Marshawn Evans-Daniels. Marshawn, are you prepared to ignite? I can't wait. Yes. Marshawn is a reinvention strategist and founder of the Godfidence Institute, the only faith-based business and branding school for women and influencers. A former Miss America beauty queen turned Donald Trump apprentice turned Georgetown University Law Center trained lawyer. She is the voice for brilliance, branding, and business strategy. Marshawn, say what's up to Fire Nation and share what's going on in your world. Well, what's up, everybody? And hey to you, John. I'm Hi. so honored to be here and excited. Things are really actually burning <laughs> up here. Literally, our, our company, our headquarters are based in Atlanta. The sun is coming out, the trees and the seasons changing. And I think that's really indicative of what's been happening in our business with our clients. We really help people to find their voice, elevate their visibility and to monetize the good stuff inside of them. And so uh, we're really excited about all the changes that have been happening with our clients, because I think that's what entrepreneurship is really about. It's not just about your own growth, but seeing it happen and seasons change in other people's lives. No, you nailed it. I personally love your mindsets, and that's why I'm excited to move into the the one-minute mindset questions. But even before we get into that, I mean, mm-hmm. Marshawn, you've been on quite the journey. I mean, I shared, you know, former Miss America beauty queen, Donald Trump apprentice, Georgetown University Law Center trained lawyer. I mean, mm-hmm. you've had the journey. So Fire Nation, you better believe that Marshawn has some pretty amazing stories to be sharing with us coming up in just a bit. This feels like this is going to be my Miss America interview <laughs> on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> on steroids, Marshawn. And this is where we go. <laughs> so this is the one minute mindset. I'm going to ask you five questions, five insights into your mind. And the first one being, ideally, what do the first 80 minutes of your day look like? My life has changed a lot over the last several years. You mentioned some really unique experiences I've been blessed to have, but I started out formally in my real J-O-B as an attorney, practicing law, one of the largest um, uh, law firms in Atlanta. I left that to start my own sports agency, closed that down, and started up the business that I have today. And I used to start off my day with the to-do list of all the things that you're trained to do when you go to school and law school and, and practice law and take care of your clients is to be organized and be productive. But what I found is that the first 80 minutes or the first part of my day is best when spent in prayer, reflection, doing something fun or enjoyable, or even just exercise, walking, something that really stimulates the mind, the creativity, and really reminds you who you are, gives you an opportunity to be grateful for, um, yes, your blessings and the breath that's in your being. And that, to me, is um, something that I'm not 
an expert at yet in terms of doing it consistently every single day. But when I do that, that's when I have the most impact. That's when I have the most for my family, my friends, and for those that I'm called to serve. So right now I've been spending the first part of my day reading and uh, we're preparing for the biggest conference we've ever had. Um, So I have really been focused heavily on carving out just a little bit of time, at least 30 minutes a day to do some reading, center myself before I deal with the crazy of the world. (laughs) See, I love this because Fire Nation, how can we expect to deliver the type of impact that we're looking to deliver to other people if we don't first look inwards and say, how am I doing today? Like, what Mm -hmm. am I feeling inside today? How can I take a minute for myself? You know, this is your inner being. And so I love how you do that, Marshawn. I love how you're now starting on your own agenda, not on somebody else's agenda. Mm-hmm. At the well said. Day. That's a snap, snap. snap <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I want to get a couple more of those snap, snaps. I'm going to work hard for that. So, <laughs> Marshawn, what is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Weakness. I am clear about that, that it's my superwoman-ish syndrome in that I try to take on a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, It seems benevolent. And I think this is one of the things I've learned in coaching and working with women in particular is that we have this thing where we feel like we have to take care of someone. We have to say yes. We have to do this. And then on top of being an entrepreneur, you're a mom, a wife. Today is my seven-month anniversary. Congrats. So all of these new elements are being balanced. And my husband reminded me of something. I had a crisis of a file that I couldn't find. And I we moved and I have no idea where this external hard drive is, but it has an application that is a part of a million dollar program that we're about to launch. So I kind of wanted it. Yeah. And um, I was about to hop in the car, drive across town, go to our old house, see if I could find it somewhere. And before I could even do that, he had figured out a way to convert an older file. And long story short, he's looked at me and said, you don't have to do this all by yourself. And it was just a reminder that you don't have to put the S on your chest and the cape on your back and try to be everything to everybody. That's not what entrepreneurship, that's not what success, that's not even what life is all about. So I'm grateful to have someone who could give me a loving reminder, but also crisis averted (laughs) at the same time. I love every part of that because we are all amazing individuals in and of ourselves, Fire Nation, but by individuals, there are limitations because we have strengths. We have weaknesses. That's why we talk about that right at the top of the show here. And by being able to identify those weaknesses that we do have and bringing on a team of people that actually thrive in those weaknesses, that their strengths are those weaknesses, those voids that we can't fill ourselves, they fill perfectly. That's how you grow a thriving business and a thriving life because you you, sh- you should not be doing the things mm-hmm that detract from that. And on that note, Marshawn, what's your biggest strength? Well, I found out my biggest strengths by discovering my weaknesses. And I think that, you know, one of the most courageous things you can do as an entrepreneur is to really get serious about your weaknesses um, because that's where your strengths are really being zapped. It's like the kryptonite to your strengths Mm -hmm. if you don't know what they are. And I always say to my clients that you cannot fix what you will not face and you'll never maximize your potential. You'll never operate in the fullness of your calling and your purpose unless you understand what's holding you back and what's keeping you stuck. So part of what I realized (laughs) the hard way 
is that my biggest strength is actually in messaging and helping people to find their voice. And I was really scared of that for a very long time. But when I look back over my life, when I was nine years old, I was creating a brand for my dad who started a computer company and I'm creating his logo and an acronym for it. And so, and I used to get in trouble as a kid for talking. So this is, it's, it seemed like a weakness because it was something I got in trouble with. And then it wasn't a strength in terms of something that was developed in my community with uh, those who were around me. So I chose this lawyer path and it really didn't necessarily maximize my strengths. And so I'm a big believer in people taking strengths assessments. I have all my clients that work with me in private coaching, take the Colby test. And when I took that test, I was so mad. (laughs) I felt like, uh, $150,000 I spent in law school could have better spent had I just known how I was naturally wired. So today I've built my whole life, my business, and it's much easier because it's my strength, but I help people with messaging, finding their voice. Um, it's one of the things I think I do bet the best on the planet, and we all need to know what we do better than anybody else on the planet. You cannot fix what you will not face. I love uh-huh. how you put that, Marshawn. And you have some great habits. They've been developed throughout the years. But what's a habit that you wish you had? I wish I was a ninja filer. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I had the ability to file things in perfect order and organization. And this is one of the things I realized when I took that Colby test. If you haven't taken it before, I really recommend it as a resource. Um, it's only like $49. But the power in it is it helps you be more focused. And what I realized and why I left my law firm Um, was I was in a very prestigious job making $125,000 as a 25-year-old kid fresh out of law school, but I required research. When I took that Colby test, I scored like a three out of 10 on research. So even though I was paid at a premium price, I had put myself through law school, um, $150,000 degree, $200,000 in scholarships, all to end up on the 22nd floor of this place where I didn't fit and I was never built to fit. And I think a lot of people are in jobs where they don't fit because we don't know what we're not good at. So I know I'm not good at filing. I know I'm not good at organization. I know I need it. So I wish I had it, but I know I don't. <laughs> so I have to hire other people <laughs> to help me with it. So Marshawn, you have a lot of awesome things going on in your life right now. But in the entrepreneurial sphere, what's the one thing that has you most fired up today? I think there is a special spark and a fire and a movement um, that's happening right now with women that's never been experienced before. It's like um, it's like a new a new generation or a new idea, a new budding of something that it's like this new awareness where, wait a minute, we are smart. Wait a minute. We do have the potential to do all of the things that we have for generations been told were inappropriate, not right, that we couldn't do. I know for me, both of my grandmothers cleaned homes and in office buildings and hospitals because that was the only opportunity available to them. My mom worked for the government and did very well, worked for 35 years, but that was the maximum opportunity. She even grew up in a time where there was, you know, separate bathrooms where blacks went to one bathroom and whites went to another. So the opportunities were different. I'm a first generation entrepreneur who really has very few limitations other than the ones I set on myself. And so I look around with women today and realize that this is the first time where women have been able to 
be their own boss, been able to have ideas and not feel like they have to have permission to speak. And that's what I'm most excited about is helping both men and women. I tend to attract women, I think, because I am a woman. But uh, I have a lot of experience working with pro athletes and the fellas. And I will tell you, John, guys are much easier to work with. Oh, really? (laughs) You'll ask nearly nearly as many questions. (laughs) They're like, just tell me what to do. Women Uh. ask why. But that's what I'm fired up about is I'm excited to be a part of a movement and I think a trailblazer in helping women to understand that they can blend both faith and business. Um, And so I'm honored to be a part of it. But that's what I feel is the fire burning right about now. I love this message you're sharing, Marshawn, and I love the journey that you've been on as an entrepreneur, as a first real generation entrepreneur. And what I'm really excited for you to share is this, because, you know, we all love to talk about the successes and the wins, but the reality, and it's so important for our listeners to know that even somebody like Marshawn, who's had all these accolades and is currently just at this amazing place, you know, you've had your obstacles, you've had your challenges, and I would love for you to tell us the story of your worst entrepreneurial moments. So take us to that moment in time and share that story. I uh, mentioned I practice law and I left. I started my own sports farm. It was very successful. Um, when I made the leap from uh, working in, into entrepreneurship, I had a client that was paying me to um, basically help with setting up the foundations. And I had a $6,500 a month retainer, which was uh, which was great. So I made the leap. And then as, about two days after I left, it was my last day at my job. I remember because my stuff was still in the back of my truck. Um, and yes, I'm a girl who drives a truck because I'm <laughs> from Texas. Yes. Um, and that client lost their $100 million credit line. This firm did. So that mean they canceled all agreements, which also included me and my contract. So here I just left this job. I have no <laughs> income and are not sure where the next check is going to come in. And then that's where I got really serious about finding clients. And I landed my first client um, that was independent. It was a football player. He's, he had just signed a $62 million seven-year deal with the New Orleans Saints. And from working with that one client, I built what became the fastest growing women-owned sports agency in less than a year. Everything was great. And then I met a man. I fell in love. And I ended up closing down my sports agency three years later um, to get married And then I ended up calling my wedding off six days before the wedding because of infidelity. And I realized I didn't know this person that I was about to spend the rest of my life with. And I look at that as one of the worst, hardest, most difficult entrepreneurial moments, not the business and not even, you know, that contract, that $100 million contract that was lost, but really matters of the heart really bring us to our knees in ways that money and business never can. But I did find myself not only heartbroken, going through depression, which is something I had never faced. I'm like, how am I going to be a motivational speaker and have, you know, all this success, be on The Apprentice, Georgetown? How did I end up here at the bottom here now, not knowing how I was going to pay my bills? And so it was in that season of really coming back to myself and finding myself and spending 10 months in prayer and reflection that I realized um that this mess was really a message. But that was probably the hardest thing I've ever been through personally, spiritually, and also professionally. Um, I don't even, I guess the word maybe more so entrepreneurially. Yeah. <laughs> because we'll 
I had to, uh, I had been to the top of what seemed like the top of a mountain with this sports agency. And then I found myself all the way back and I knew that that door had closed and it wasn't going to reopen. So I had to find an entirely new path. One thing that I want to zero in on, Marshawn, is when you were talking about how you had that nice, comfortable retainer job and, you know, Mm -hmm. things probably, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, could have kept going in that very good direction. Um, Mm -hmm. But the reality was is that, you know, that fell off the plate and you said, you know what, I got to get down to business. Like, I need to hustle. I need to put my nose to the grindstone because sometimes, Fire Nation, the biggest enemy of great is good. Mm-hmm. Like when things are good, like, you know, mm-hmm. where is that striving need to be for great? So I think that's just a great yeah. lesson for our listeners right now to kind of take that in and say, is, am I living just like just a good life when I want to be living a great life? And Marshawn, mm-hmm. you've had all the experiences. I mean, we're talking about your journey right now. So take us to another story. This story, though, is on the other end of the spectrum. It's an mm-hmm. epiphany an aha moment that you've had. Let's just choose one, one story that you think will resonate with our listeners. Well, I love what you shared as a honing in moment. And I always say that you can never experience your glory zone if you're you're there in your comfort zone. (laughs) And that to me is kind of what you're talking about, the enemy of great. And um, that's what I learned in part in that experience of you know, losing the the safety blanket of this retainer made me feel realize what I was made of. And when I came out of that breakup experience, this is my really my aha moment, the other end, the, the, the good at the end of the story. We don't in the middle of it, we don't feel like there's going to be an after. Um, but when I was trying to rediscover who I was, um, I was still heavily identifying with the safety, the comfort of being able to describe myself as an attorney, although it didn't really describe what I had been doing or where I was feeling this shift. And I remember praying one day and saying, God, you know what, just help me understand not why this happened, because maybe I'll never understand why, but help me understand how you want me to use this for a greater purpose, a greater good, because I know you're not done with me yet. So um, the next day, Literally the next day, I'm at a speaking engagement and I stop by a booth and I see someone who has an exhibit table and they have these things that now I know they're called information products, but I didn't even know what they were. (laughs) I knew I had a book, but I didn't know what all these different things were. And I started doing more research online about marketing and information marketing. I was a, a pretty smart cookie. I had been very experienced, but there was a whole world I didn't even know about. And I saw something in this woman that made me realize it was like I got a glimpse of a new me that I couldn't see without seeing other people, seeing someone else doing what I didn't even know was possible to do. So that's today. My aha moment was really realizing that it wasn't about me going back to where I had been. It wasn't about me trying to resurrect the sports business. It wasn't about me going back to the practice of law. Sometimes when things shift so dramatically, it's really to wake you up and to get your attention. And it's an invitation into your true purpose. And I believe that That's where I am today and realizing that my mess really is my message, that the prophet also is in the problem. And I started seeing all these people asking me questions and I started now to see this as an opportunity. They're asking me how to instead of me just telling them, why don't I put together a seminar? Why don't I put it into a package or a program, Uh, something that I had never thought about before because I had never seen it. So my goal as an entrepreneur today is to be an example, to be something that other people have not seen so that they can see it in a new way and therefore be it in a new way for themselves. 
my mess is my message. Like, Marshawn, how you put that, I just know our listeners are going to resonate with that. And to know that it's okay that your message can lay within your mess in so many powerful ways, it's, mm-hmm. it's a really, it's a freeing thought, you know. It just, and it makes you connect. Like, you're a real person. Yeah. People will look at you like you're an icon. And no one, no one really buys from icons. They buy from people they connect with. And so one of the things we teach in messaging is that when you connect, you collect. And that your life is the masterclass for your life mission. And if you look for it outside of yourself, you may find some level of success, but you won't find significance. You won't find fulfillment. And I guarantee you won't maximize your life mission of what you're here for. So you can't live your life mission without looking and learning from your life. Love that. And Marshawn, I still have a lot of great questions. I can't wait for you to answer. That's going to be in the lightning round. But before we get there, we're going to Uh take a minute to thank our sponsors. I know looking for the best candidates to hire for your business can be tough. It's time consuming and at times it can be frustrating too. But this search is so important because as a business owner, your company is only as good as the people you hire. And let's face it, posting your job in one place just isn't going to cut it when it comes to finding quality candidates. If you're looking for the best candidates to hire for your business, then look no further. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, I can post to 100 plus job sites with a single click. Just post once and within 24 hours, you're Candidates will be rolling into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. Did I already mention that ZipRecruiter has been used by over 300,000 businesses? And better yet, that you can try it right now for free? Yes, today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Once more, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Building your website can be tough work, but this is your home base, and therefore, it's incredibly important. There are a lot of moving pieces, and with website hosting, support, design, and marketing all being equally important parts of the equation, finding the right resources is not only time-intensive, but it can become quite frustrating to find what you're looking for. Good news. You don't have to spend hours of your own time searching 10 different places for answers to these questions and resources that can help, because when you host with HostGator, they offer all of this in one place. Everything from 24-7 live support to one-click WordPress installs, an easy-to-use website builder or design professional you can hire to do the work for you, plus marketing services to help with SEO and PPC. Yes, all in one place. Visit HostGator.com slash Fire30 for a 30% discount today. That's HostGator.com slash Fire in the number 30. Marshawn, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think the number one thing holding me back from it becoming an entrepreneur was admitting it. <laughs> was admitting it more than anything. I've been an entrepreneur since I was a little girl. I sold candy in elementary school, lemonade door to door when people weren't coming to my stand. So I've been an entrepreneur for life, but I didn't necessarily know what to call it. I just didn't want to borrow money from other people. What's the best advice you've ever received? Wow. Okay. So I think the best advice is actually a quote that I heard when I was uh, actually competing in the Miss America system. And it is that people do not care what you know until they first know that you care. That helped me in every area of life, personal, professional, but also I think it's one of the things that makes our company a successful seven-figure business. People don't care what you know until they first know that you care. I love that. What's a personal habit that you do have that you believe Mm -hmm. contributes to your success? 
By far, prayer is the most powerful. I, I think of it as uh, training, like being in the gym for your intuition. And intuition is critical. I believe that entrepreneurship is the new faith movement. So you've got to spend time in reflection. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, you know, so one of the cool tools, I've become a total geek and nerd, but um, I, I love a Spreecast. We've been utilizing it as a tool for live video webcasting. Um, when we need to do something really quickly, it only takes a few minutes to set it up and it embeds in all of our platforms. It enables uh, great chat features as well. And it's instantly archived and they do. They also has great SEO. So we like Spreecast, S-P-R-E-E-C-A-S-T. If you could recommend just one book, Marshawn, for our listeners, what would it be and why? One of the books that helped me come out of that challenging time when I was trying to find myself was a book called The Gift of Being Yourself. And I didn't realize I didn't know myself until I went through reading this book, (laughs) The Gift of Being Myself, and I really found a whole new dimension uh, that I didn't know I had. So it's written by um, a psychologist, actually, by the name of David G. Benner. It's a short read. You could read it in just seven days or less if you read a chapter a day. Wow. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Marshawn, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Okay. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Hopefully this place has mascara because that's about the only <laughs> it's other thing. It's identical to earth, girl. <laughs> it's identical to earth. So as long as we have mascara, that's part of my um, basic food and shelter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I would do is um, I'd figure out what's the biggest problem Yeah. Um, that's going on that speaks to me, not just anything. I mean, I could find out something and figure out a way to solve it, but what is the thing that speaks to me? Because then I'll figure, I think it'll help me understand why I'm here. I think you don't go into business without understanding your why, without being anchored in purpose. And to me, your why is about really your where. I know Simon Simiak says, you know, start with why. I really believe we have to start with where. Where am I supposed to take other people? And that really, to me, is helps people really get clear about their why. So that's where I'd start. Why am I here based off of what is going on with people, what's going on in, in this new world that I'm in? And that'll help me to understand where I'm supposed to go and where I'm supposed to take other people. The second thing that I would do, I'd figure out who the power players are, who are the inter- centers of influence, because this is what I learned in every business I've started from my sports agency to my current company. I won't win a marketing game based off of marketing resources and budget, but I will based off of connectivity. If I can find those who are the most influential and find the message, which is my, I think my ultimate gifting, um, utilizing and partnering and helping other people buy into the vision of where people need to go, where, what, what, what's possible, what can change based off of this big problem. And then, um, third is I'd hold a workshop. Because every shift that I've ever had in my life, I thought about this and it started out with some small workshop. My very first one when I was a, a f- fresh out of college, just had finished competing at Miss America, I was third runner up, 
won $80,000 in scholarships, won talent and interview. And everyone kept asking me, how did you do that? I held a workshop for $35. Years later, when I was coming out of that bad breakup and knew I needed to do something different outside of sports, I had a workshop. It was a branding and business workshop that started at 35 people. And in exactly a couple of, uh, actually 10 days, we have our next event where 400 individuals are coming in. We've done over $400,000 in pre-event revenue from that one event. And for me, events and workshops, um, that's what changed my life when I was down and I didn't know how to shift. I heard somebody else teaching and talking and I went and I studied with them. And so I feel like my life is a parallel and that that's why I teach. And I feel that teaching is the most profitable, the most honorable, but also the most favorable thing you can do with your life and whatever your classroom looks like. So as entrepreneurs, yes, we're here to provide a service. Yes, we're here to help change lives and solve problems. But I think the most powerful thing that we can do that we don't always tap into is teach, teach people what You don't know. You wouldn't learn how to drive unless somebody taught you. You wouldn't know how to even show up for yourself in the way that you do, but for the lessons. And so I think that one of the hidden jewels of true entrepreneurship and legacy entrepreneurship is teaching, sharing what it is that we know, not just getting for ourselves, but getting for the purpose of giving. Value bomb, Marshawn. I-L-T, these are really three letters that I really live by, and I want you, Fire Nation, to absorb them as well. Number one, the I is invest, L is learn, and then that third is T for teach. You need to teach what you invested in yourself to learn the content. Now turn around and teach. So, Marshawn, love what you're bringing to the table, and I want you to share the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. Well, I would love for you to join me online at Marshawn.com or even Godfidence.com to stay connected to what it is that we're doing, the events, the coaching, the training. And I also have a complimentary resource for your audience. Uh, They can get access to it at MarshawnEvans.com forward slash fire. Fire. <laughs> fire. And so I want to salute you on what you're doing um, in terms of igniting passion in people. I wish that uh, you had been around when I was a young girl trying to figure out why I had this passion for selling lemonade and candy. And um, you are igniting things in people that will have a legacy beyond even what you can realize during your life. Marshawn, I received that. Thank you for that compliment. And Fire Nation, I want you to realize that you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. And you've been hanging out with Marshawn and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type in Marshawn, M-A-R-S-H-A-W-N in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today. Her recommended book, resource, of course, her website, godfidence.com. And then that gift is marshawnevans.com slash fire. So go snag that gift from this amazing woman. And Marshawn, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we also salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Absolutely. Thank you so much. God bless you. 
What if you could connect and communicate with your team face-to-face, no matter where they are, right from your connected conference room TV? With High Five, you can. An easy-to-use integrated hardware and cloud software solution that doesn't require any cables or any remotes. What team doesn't want to high-five each other? Go to highfive.com slash fire and request a free 30-day trial today. That's H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E dot com forward slash fire. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create and launch your podcast? 15 video tutorials with yours truly await at freepodcastcourse.com. See you there.